Hello, and welcome to Cream of Caroline, the creepiest casserole lifestyle podcast in America. I'm your host, Caroline Hatchett. We're going to get weird today for Halloween listeners. I am breaking script to bring you Franken casserole. What's that? Franken casserole. (laughs) I've invited five guests to the taping of the podcast this evening, and each of them was assigned one component for a casserole from these categories. Meat, starch, vegetables, cream or dairy, and a topping. And a sixth cook wielded knives and flames and some kitchen sorcery to assemble the casserole with items from my pantry. And our good friend, or is she, Kilolo Strobert, brought some mystery juice for all the guests to drink. Do you even know what's happening right now? Are you scared yet? You should be. It's gonna be creamy. I mean, it's gonna be creepy. What's in the oven? Tonight we have delicious small children. (laughs) Just kidding. I made three side dishes so our guests would not be hungry if, say, someone tried to poison the Franken casserole. That would never happen, Sean, would it? The recipes, the yummy recipes, come from the 1983 Southern Living Annual Recipes Cookbook. You can also find them at Cream of Caroline on Instagram. So turn now to page 108 and Miss Julie B. Kennedy's chicken liver pate. Saute one pound of chicken livers in a half cup of butter for about eight minutes until they're brown on both sides. And then transfer them to a blender. Briefly cook two small chopped onions in the same butter. Julie left them raw, but that seemed extreme to me. And then add the onions to the blender along with a quarter cup of brandy, salt, pepper, and nutmeg to taste. Blend until emulsified and a little aerated. At this point, I lined a mold with plastic wrap, poured in the mousse, and let it set for six to eight hours in the refrigerator. I unmolded it and fashioned it right before guests arrived into a maggot. Elisa said it looked more like a cockroach, but hey, it's Halloween. Bugs are so cute. Uh, And I served it with grissini and candy corns. Who knew delicious when paired with chicken liver mousse? A little bit healthier and slightly less weird on page 60, creamy spinach salad. Take a bag of spinach, three chopped hard boiled eggs, a half a cup chopped celery, half a cup chopped green onion, and the creamiest of dressings with three quarters cup of mayonnaise, a hint of vinegar, and a dash of hot sauce. Mix that all together and serve. Third, a lovely farmer's market stuffed pumpkin with artisanal bread, smoked cheddar cheese that after two hours in the oven was a watery under season mess so we're not going to talk about it okay that's what's in the oven 
casseroles in the news. Jenny's ice cream just released its holiday flavors, including one inspired by the lowest of casseroles, sweet potato with torched marshmallows. Reviewers were disappointed by the ratio of toasty versus non-toasty marshmallows in the mix, but we throw the whole thing out in hopes that Jenny wakes up and makes a green bean casserole ice cream for the 2020 holiday season. Now, recently, the American Association for Nude Recreation AANR released its safety guidelines for cooking while buck naked. Nudists are encouraged to stay away from grilling, searing, or frying, Ooh, which means lots of meals prepared in a slow cooker or in the oven. Favorites include baked chicken breasts and rice, and one dish brisket with ketchup, brown sugar, baby potatoes, and you know, those little one and a half inch carrots. And finally, something pumpkin cooking contest sponsored by the Gaston County Farm Bureau in Gaston, North Carolina announced winners this week. And as you might guess, pumpkin spice recipes took home top honors. Come on, Gastonians. Do we really need pumpkin spice cake, pumpkin spice truffles, pumpkin spice cupcakes, and pumpkin spice casserole? A winner from Madison Dodd in the youth category. Girl, you have a basic future in cooking ahead of you. And that's your casseroles in the news. Okay, listeners, here's what's going down. You're about to hear from each of the guests who brought a franking component for tonight's casserole party. I grilled them one by one in my casserole confessional booth. My name is Ben Grayson. I'm an attorney. And what was your category for this evening? I was in charge of toppings. What did you bring? I brought sliced potatoes, green onions, and crispy fried onions. Now, how do you think this is going to bring life to the casserole? As being in charge of toppings, I figured texture was key, and so I kept that in mind as I was picking out my ingredients. Okay. What do you think is the scariest thing that could happen tonight? Maybe an overload of seasoning. Who's going to ruin everything? You don't know the group yet. I can't identify the individual, but it could be the meat that does it. I think that's the wild card. Uh, And if you had to sacrifice one body part to make the perfect casserole this evening, what would you donate? Hmm. I'm going to go with my calf. My name is Lisa Beth Elbert. I am a... UX designer and content strategist at J.P. Morgan Chase. Excellent, Lisa. What did you bring for the casserole tonight? I brought frozen hash browns. Why? Because I was responsible for bringing a starch, and I thought that the potato would be better than pasta because everybody likes potatoes, and if the casserole sucks, there's a separate bag with more potatoes. How are the hash browns going to bring life to the casserole? The... Potatoes will provide structure enough for an unexpectedly heavy dairy or meat component. What's the scariest thing that could happen tonight? We all starve. Inedible casseroles. Who's going to ruin everything? Sean. And if you had to sacrifice one body part to make the perfect casserole, what would you donate? My left breast. My name is Rachel Breen, and I'm a technology account executive. 
What category were you assigned this evening? I was assigned dairy. And what did you bring? Some cheese. Okay, some cheese. How is that going to bring life to the casserole? I think anytime you add cheese to something, it brings life. So. Okay, that's that's fair. Really, it's cheese. Can't go wrong. Uh, <laughs> what's the scariest thing that could happen tonight? Oh, I mean, it's Halloween season, so lots of scary things. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, we could burn your apartment down. Oh, that'd yeah. be scary. That'd be very scary. <laughs> uh, if you had to guess, I mean, you don't know a lot of people here, but based on categories and things, who do you think is going to ruin everything? I don't know about that Ryan character. Oh, yeah. The thing is, listeners, there's no Ryan at the party. Who is Rachel talking about? Is she seeing things? Is she insane? Yeah. He could be dangerous. He could be dangerous. And if you had, <laughs> if you had to sacrifice one body part so that we could have the perfect casserole tonight, what would you donate? Probably like my butt. It's <laughs> <laughs> enough of it to get that's some away. That's a lot. That's great. Okay, it's, that's perfect. Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> uh, my name is Joe Severe. I am the associate editor at Epicurious. And what was your assignment tonight? Uh, my assignment is to put everything together at the end. Everyone's going to give me various things that they have brought and I have to assemble them. How, how are you going to bring life to this casserole? Uh, well, I'm gonna bring my heart. I'm gonna bring my southern roots. Um, I had plenty of casseroles growing up. So, I mean, if I have to like stick a Dorito in it to make it work, then I will. <laughs> What's the scariest thing that could happen tonight? Um, poisonous chicken, apparently. <laughs> Uh, I think that is a segue to the next question. Who's going to ruin everything? Well, I've been already told that Sean Kenneth is going to ruin everything. <laughs> but, I mean, it could totally be me too, so who knows? Well, my pantry is somewhat limited. So if you had to sacrifice one body part to make the perfect casserole tonight, what would you donate? I mean, I guess a tooth because you can just get a veneer. <laughs> Kilolo Strobert, wine specialist. And what was your assignment tonight, Kilolo? My assignment was to bring a couple of bottles of wine for something that is an undisclosed meal. What did you bring? I brought a bottle of Italian rosé and a bottle of Pinot Noir from California. Okay. What's the scariest thing that could happen tonight? Uh, a seance. <laughs> Lights flickering and ghosts telling us our can do that. time of we death. We can do that. Uh, <laughs> who's going to ruin everything? Definitely Lisa. Oh, yeah. That's, a, <laughs> that's like an outlier response. I love it. And um, if But you, I said it just so she knows. Just because Lisa's going to fuck it up. It's about love, Lisa. It's all about the love. And if you had to sacrifice one body part to make our casserole perfect tonight... <laughs> What would you donate? Really? A body part? I'm not, I'm kind of not into that question. <laughs> but you know what? Let, let's see. It's something that will still keep me balanced. Um, so I would, oh God, all those things would hurt to not have. Um, I would sacrifice a nipple. <laughs> How about that? That sounds delicious. It'll kill <laughs> over, you know, I'll be all right. 
I'm Catherine Sachs, and I'm the Digital Content Manager at Foodprint. And what was your assignment for this evening? I was assigned to bring a vegetable. Okay, and what did you bring? I brought some roasted mushrooms, roasted onions, and some kimchi. And how are these items going to bring life to the casserole? Well, I think every good casserole needs some onions. Mushrooms add depth of flavor and some umami, and kimchi spices everything up. Okay, I like the kimchi addition there. And what do you think the scariest thing that could happen tonight would be? Someone would cut off their thumb and it would end up in the casserole and then <laughs> someone else would end up eating it. You just got to the party, but what's your impression? Who's going to ruin everything tonight? Uh, definitely Joe. <laughs> ruins everything. <laughs> and uh, your, you know, comment regarding the thumb, I was fairly prescient. If you had to sacrifice one body part to make our casserole perfect this evening, what would you donate? I would donate my hair. <laughs> how, what application would we use your hair? Like, how, I'm, Yeah, I think that if we were missing the starch, it could sub in for noodles. Okay. Possibly. Okay. Yeah. Not sure. Not sure. Yes. We'll just choke on some... You know, there are people that eat their hair. My name is Sean Kniff, and I am an editor at Star Chefs. And what was your <coughs> what was your assignment tonight, Sean? Protein, or parentheses, meat. Sean, what did you bring tonight? <laughs> I brought that. <laughs> Sean, why? <laughs> Sean, why did you bring bad chicken? What does that even mean? <laughs> it means that not very long ago I was drunk. And then less time ago I was asleep. And then I woke up and I needed to go to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I ran and got chicken, <laughs> raw chicken from the bodega, which I will never do again. <laughs> Rinsed it off, cooked it with bacon and oh. something else, some seasoning some chef gave me. And then I threw it into a bowl, brought it here, where we opened it up and it smelled like a fart, which kind of, <laughs> it started to smell like that on the subway, where a lady sang... <laughs> Lady sang on the way here a very bad pop song from ten years ago, and the man sitting directly across from me on the subway was wearing the exact same boots. As a lady or as you? As me. Your outfit's fabulous tonight. So, <clears throat> so what did you do instead of poison my entire <laughs> dinner party? I went down to Cheaterella, okay. however you say that store, and got smoked bacon. And andouille sausage. <laughs> Which would have been a lot easier. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I just come directly here and to that store, yes. So, Sean, how... Instead of dumping a bowl of bad chicken out in a public garbage can on 6th Avenue. Here's what an innocent bystander had to say. Kenneth Nanep, company manager. So I was crossing the street and I see a figure and I'm like, I think I know that figure. Oh, it's Sean. And I say, hi, Sean. Hey, it's me. It's Kenny. And he looks over, and all I see is a Tupperware. As they open it up, they're tossing it into the garbage on the corner. 
and a whiff of smell comes <laughs> towards my no- nose, and I said, what is that? And they said, Joe kicked us out of the kitchen. We can't use this. That's scandalous. Very scandalous. You could smell it on the street? I could smell it. I could absolutely smell the funk coming from this Tupperware that they were tossing chicken out from the bodega. Apparently it was bodega chicken. Who buys chicken from the bodega? Listeners, I will state that my husband (laughs) lit a candle (laughs) and turned a fan on to rid our kitchen of the scent of this chicken. It was legitimately bad. Um, How is your andouille and smoked bacon going to bring life to this casserole? Well, I think because I also used all of your cooking oil that the bacon is coming in handy in terms of a fat mm-hmm, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. cook with. So that's being rendered now. And then I don't know what he's going to do with the andouille, but who doesn't like andouille? And I think we officially dodged it, but now that we're not going to poison everyone this evening, what's the scariest thing that could happen tonight? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. What's the scariest thing that could happen tonight? <clears throat> Um, let's see. The casserole (laughs) could give us all enough bad gas that when William lights the next candle, we'll rock (laughs) it into the stratosphere. (laughs) Uh, Who's going to ruin everything? I feel like I kind of did already. (laughs) I used all the oil and I brought bad chicken that smelled like a fart. (laughs) And finally... If you had to sacrifice one body part so that we could all have the perfect casserole tonight. Oh my god. What would you donate? A body part? Yes, a body part. I have about 30 pounds of belly fat. I would gladly (laughs) donate. (laughs) 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 Rotten chicken isn't funny. But luckily, there's a Cinderella downstairs in my building. And Joe came to the rescue. Okay, Joe for the hero. We'll see. I don't know. We've got like 30 minutes and then we'll find out. Uh, It's 8.23, listeners. And Mr. Severe has just put our casserole in the oven. Joe, at this point, everyone listening knows what is in the casserole. They also know what made it into a trash can on the corner <laughs> of 6th Avenue and 9th Street. So tell us, what did you do tonight? Because it's pretty brilliant. I, I was just thinking you were going to like dump it all into a bowl and stir mm-hmm. it together, mm-hmm. but we had a next level casserole here. So uh, it started out with like me trying to get some of the ingredients that were brought while we were waiting for Sean to get back with the secondary meat. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then he came back with a big hunk of slab bacon <laughs> and some and two packages of like smoked andouille. Uh, and so I was like, all right. So I, um, I just cubed up the bacon and then uh, sauteed it with the uh, andouille to render out the fat and then use that fat to make a... Uh, Mornay with the shredded cheese that was brought as the cream element. Mornay. I feel like that's like a great drag name. Mornay. It is a really good drag name. It would be brilliant. Like Mornay Fontina or Mm -hmm. whatever. (laughs) 
Yes. Um, okay. So what did I do? So while that was rendering, or while the bacon fat was, or while the cheese sauce was going, um, I tossed the um, the rendered bacon and uh, andouille with the mushrooms and onions that had come already cooked. Chopped up some of the um, some of the kimchi and toss that with the bacon and sausage too. So it's mm-hmm, basically like, mm-hmm. what's that like, what's that weird like French, German, like charcut garni or yeah. whatever? No, like, it's, I was thinking the same thing. It's yeah. very much like sauerkraut and smoked meats, except right. we have some spice from the kimchi situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we're taking, this is very like Alpine France slash Germany, and then just dump some fondue Yeah. over totally. the top. Totally. And patatas. Um, and then, so there was like a double potato situation. There was mm, a, mm-hmm. the starch was um, frozen hash browns, um, which were are like totally you know, like not cooked and not seasoned or anything. Um, so I just like seasoned those up, tossed them with a couple of eggs, and then lined the casserole dish with the hash browns so to do like a little crusty kind of thing. Why did you do that? That was fascinating to me. I don't, because I was like... <sighs> Let's, we have you, potato you're, topping. You were about to say, I don't know. No, well, uh, my thought was, I was just going to like mix it with everything else, but then I was like, well, we have like these like like mandolin sliced potatoes for the topping, so maybe it's like potato, potato, um, casserole, and then like it's sandwiched in potato. And so I was like, potato on the bottom, potato on the top. And so I like made a little potato crust. It's a tater sandwich. Yeah, it's a, it's a tater sandwich <laughs> with some smoked meat. Um, <laughs> And then, uh, what else did I do? So then, like, the sliced... So I, like, uh, baked off the crust for a little while. I probably should have baked a little longer before I dumped everything in, but, like, nobody has time for that. So then I put in all of the vegetables and meat that I had mixed together. And then I mixed up uh, some fried onions with a little more of the shredded cheese and um, some chopped, the, like, white parts of some scallions and tossed that all together and sprinkled that all over the top. Okay, and we're at 4.50, and we're going to, like, hit that for 45 minutes-ish? Yeah, I mean, yeah, probably. I think, like, 30, 35. That's we'll what, see what That's happens. what every casserole, I don't know. Hopefully the oven is hot enough. Every book is, like, it's 30 minutes, and then, I don't know. I like to get that crust out. It is a pretty deep casserole dish, but also I made the cheese sauce pretty thick so that it didn't have to, like, take a lot of time to cook down. Okay, and um, then and we can always broil if we need to, like, hit it right. with some flum. Joe, you're a hero. T- I, mean, I don't know if you're a hero today or not. It could also just I mean, we'll like, see. You shite. saw me, like, dump that, like, big heft of salt into this cheese like sauce. Like, a lot of a salt. I am, I am a little concerned at the amount of salt you use, and you're sweating a little bit, too, and there may be some, like, drip drop. <laughs> <laughs> Joe was like, I'm going to season this casserole one way or another. I mean, umami. <laughs> I think that's umami. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Severe. I think we're going to give it 35 minutes and then then everyone else will be the judge. Just make everybody drink a lot more and it's going to taste great. Okay, we're going to get drunk right now. Bye. (laughs) Dinner is served. This gets all things. So we are uh, listeners... Finally, it is, what time is it? Um, 9.29. My goal was to eat maybe by 8.30, but that was a stretch. So we're eating at 9.29. We're sitting down for... Because of the chicken. Because of Sean's chicken sitch. 
Sean failed. Bodega chicken. Sean tried to poison the roof. <laughs> we came back from it. But I feel like we've all learned a very important lesson, which is... Don't buy chicken in a bodega. <laughs> if the smell of the chicken overpowers the smell of the subway, don't bring it to your friend's house. Uh, when chicken this smells this, like a fart, it means it's bad. <laughs> so this is, this, this is beautiful, Joe. The double crust. I feel like I'm having like a pie. But I haven't put it in my mouth yet. Does anybody have feelings? Early thoughts? Creamy, crunchy. Spicy? Why spicy? Is it spicy? I don't, the sausage. Because your mom. <laughs> <laughs> I think the sausage has a kick, you know? I don't think so. Oh. Andrew, we, mm. Andrew, we didn't have it. It's the kimchi. Oh. Mm. oh the There's kimchi and oh. black pepper and cumin. That's all the spice mm. in it. <clears throat> nice crispy crust. The crust is really good. I'm thinking the topping. Ben, I'm so glad you brought those onions. Mm. And also, Catherine, the mushrooms. Mm-hmm. I just had a big fat mushroom bite. I feel like really contributed to the depth. I feel like the mushrooms add the necessary umami flavor. That this yes. Was yeah. really there, was, there was something, <laughs> something necessary about the mushrooms happening. I feel like Rachel really was like, like uh, Miss Congeniality with cheese. She just showed up and that she was ready to like make friends with everyone. Yeah. The shredded cheese is in the elements here. I can't believe you didn't use all the cheese though. There was all a big bag shot. I brought a lot of cheese. I actually looked at the bag and was like, I feel like we're gonna need more cheese. It doesn't look like enough. That was a huge bag of cheese. I mean, do you feel like this needs more cheese? I definitely I, don't. I don't. Really. I feel like no. I'm getting a little sweaty. She likes enough cheese where she doesn't need to poop. <laughs> <laughs> it would really help. I'm actually, I'm, I'm super amazed. Okay, first of all, can we look at the bottom of this crust? Yeah, Jordan. Like the bottom of the tater tot crust situation? It's almost like a quiche. Oh, like oh yeah. I believe it's pronounced quiche. <laughs> <laughs> I do think there might be too much meat happening. <laughs> Listen, never they're not mean. Just saying. <laughs> Hashtag stop eating so much meat. This is the third put... try meat. We went through chicken, <laughs> bacon, they then brought you got me... to more bacon. Then four more, more sausages <laughs> that I didn't open. So. <laughs> Also, I don't think chicken would have worked with this. Even good chicken. (laughs) (laughs) So, Joe, in your expert opinion, if someone wanted to duplicate this experience, Mm -hmm. what would you recommend? Because you nailed it. I mean, cheese is... (laughs) (laughs) It's the great unifier, right? Cheese. Uh, Like, the filling is brought together with cheese. The topping is brought together with cheese. This podcast is brought together with cheese. Sponsored okay. by the Cheese Board Cheese, we're looking for a sponsor. Right, please. <laughs> Give me money for this. That would, be, that would be great. I mean, learn to make a bechamel, throw some cheese in it, throw whatever meat you have in it that's smoked. That's not rotten. That's not rotten. <laughs> no rotten chicken, only smoked meats. Uh, smoked you, pork, only you, smoked like, pork. How do you feel like... Do you think that we would have known that it was rotten chicken had it been mixed with all of these things? Honestly, it smells so bad. <laughs> I didn't even open the lid entirely and the, the entire kitchen began to smell. I don't. I really don't think anybody would have eaten it. What I want to know is can you have a casserole without cheese? Mm. Um, or a cream I mean, you it? can because I was actually, before I came here tonight, thumbing through the joy of cooking to like get casserole ideas. Okay. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I guess you could make a roux. Which is well, it didn't have anything except it was 
dried fruit. It was called a beef and fruit casserole with no, a Near no. East flavor. Oh, what? It was, Wait, it was what? called a beef what? beef and fruit casserole with a Near East flavor. Wait, Near right? East? Oh, so it was a pilaf of sorts. No, no, no. no what right. is Near East? It was just dried fruit. Uh-huh. They said you could use whatever you wanted, except they suggested apricots and prunes. Oh. Uh, soak them in water. Okay. Then mix with uh, uh, diced beef. Bake that for a little while. Then put shredded spinach on top of it and bake that, and then you're done. What would tell us about your preparation for this evening? Uh, I was watching Sex and the City. <laughs> <laughs> As everyone does, they prepare to cook dinner. And thumbing through the joy of cooking uh-huh. in the casserole section. Um, I'm, uh, I'm on season 6A because <laughs> I've actually never seen the, the whole series before. 6A? 6A. Yeah. What is, what? Was there six? Well, there's a There's two seasons of... The final season is divided into A and B. A and B. Why do you think I they? All of them. Why do you think they did that? <laughs> wait, was why isn't it one and two or six and seven? So what? What did you learn on this little? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you were, yeah. Your, what did I learn yeah. from doing this or from watching Sex in the City? Both. <laughs> <laughs> no, I no. What did you like? What was your preparation? Uh, I mean, like, did you get ideas? I didn't really because I didn't know what the elements yeah. were gonna be. Yeah. Um, but I was just trying to like look at these casserole recipes to be like, oh yeah, I didn't think of like. Beef and fruit. Layering things that way, or like, you know, it's not just mixing everything together. It's like, how do you layer something um, to make it like work together? Will you bring me some Pinot Noir? I just want to say that this, I feel like Key Lolo's Pinot Noir pairing is playing with the smoke and the meats. It's beautiful. And that the, ro- that the Jose. Uh, yeah, that's how you that just, that's not how you pronounce it. I just had something stuck in my throat. But it, um, the acidity was really beautiful. Okay. I mean, just, it's a contrast. I but I, I feel know. like the, I feel like the Pinot Noir was really nice. Kiki, can I have some Pinot? The hash brown crust is definitely too salty. <laughs> Ooh. 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 Ben was right all along. The scariest thing that happened tonight was a salt and seasoning overload of the potato crust. But it could have been much worse. We all could have died thanks to Sean from food poisoning or in a gas explosion. But we survived the Franken-Casserole nightmare. And so can you. Go ahead, listeners. I dare you. Try your own Franken-Casserole this Halloween with your most trusted friends. Make it interesting. Invite some enemies over as well. There's only one rule. Okay, no, no, there's two rules. Okay, one. Don't buy bodega chicken. And two, keep it creepy.